0: The Democrats have reelected Nancy Pelosi as House Speaker, discussing the move with reporters. One Democrat congressman, who asked to remain anonymous while wearing a fake mustache in a dark room with all the reporters facing away from him with their eyes closed, explained the move, saying, quote, Now that we'll be working with President Joe Biden, we wanted a leader who speaks his language, namely incomprehensible rambling, trailing off into bizarre non sequiturs, followed by aggressive looks as if something meaningful has been said. Accepting the speaker's gavel, Pelosi said, quote, This is a great day for whatever country we're in. I was was gratified to win this vote, even though I couldn't be present for it, because I walked into a broom closet by mistake and was gossiping with a friend for two hours before I realized she was actually a mop. I have to say she was surprisingly intelligent for a cleaning implement, and I'm hoping to enlist her in running whatever organization I've just been made the head of, unquote. Speaker Pelosi then announced her first bill of the new session, which would create the post of person who wipes off the lipstick after she accidentally draws a mouth on her forehead. Another high-ranking Democrat who asked to remain anonymous while speaking from an undisclosed location on a burner phone equipped with an electronic voice changer while holding a handkerchief over his or possibly her mouth, told reporters, quote, we thought Nancy Pelosi was the best choice for Speaker because she's completely out of her mind and she not only screwed up every aspect of the last election, but spent the last two hours in the closet trading gossip with a mop. Who else would want the job of leading an institution that hasn't actually done anything since 1985? Unquote. The interview came to a sudden end when police rushed into the Capitol to protect Pelosi, who had complained of being attacked by a madwoman with a gavel before she realized she was hitting herself in the head. (laughs) Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Klavan, and this is The Andrew Klavan Show. Dunkey, dunkey. life is tickety-boo Birds are winging, also singing. Donkey donkey doo. Ship shaped, tipsy, topsy. The world is a bitty zing. It's a wonderful day. Hooray, hooray! It makes me want to sing. Oh, hooray! Hooray! Oh, hooray! Hooray! All right, we are back, laughing our way through the incipient uh, end of the. <laughs> the Republic, come on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. We already have over 200,000 subscribers, but we are working uh, toward 350 gazillion. And so we want your subscription as well and hit that bell and we'll deliver, uh, you know, um, whatever we'll, we'll deliver. We'll deliver something. We'll deliver food, maybe some drugs. Uh, possibly women, who knows what we'll send you if you hit that bell. Uh, I, I haven't really checked it out, but it, it, it'll be great, believe me. Also, leave a comment, and if the comment is sufficient like this, kind of rambling and doesn't really know what it's talking about, <laughs> just paste it right just cut and paste it right in, because you'll how will you tell the difference? Uh, this one today is from Noir Vala. It says it's nice to know. After all these years, the Kraken has chosen to side with the Republicans. We now have. <laughs> uh, 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 sorry. We now have a hundred percent of the gigantic. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good. We now have one hundred percent of the gigantic legendary ce- cephalopod. <laughs> like sea monsters voting population. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Sorry, I I blew the comment, but go on YouTube, you can read the comment for yourself. And I've now learned how to say Kraken all these years. There's a famous Tennyson poem, I believe, I think it's Tennyson, the the Kraken wakes and all these years I've been saying the Kraken wakes and now because uh we've we've released the Kraken on the Democrats, uh <laughs> we have I now know how to pronounce it. Um I've already pointed out, I'll try and get myself under control. It may just be 45 minutes like this. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to find out. It adds a little suspense to the show to find out whether I'm just going to spend the entire time laughing uproariously. You know, when I was a boy, I write about this in my memoir, The Great Good Thing. When I was a boy, I got into a lot of fist fights, a lot of fist fights. And you don't, you don't want to get into fist fights. You want to avoid that. You want to live your life so that that doesn't happen to you. And one of the ways you do that is you learn self defense. I learned self defense. I have a black belt in karate. And it's just a good way to stay out of fights. So you actually do learn to avoid them and not to do them. And it's a good reason to go to PDN, the Personal Defense Network. PDN has the world's largest collection of high-quality educational self-defense material on the internet, and it's not even close. From firearms to self-defense to home defense training, Personal Defense Network will come to your rescue, quite literally. What you do is you text code CLAVEN to four seven four seven four seven forty seven forty seven forty seven, and a discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Their premium membership will be just $3 for the first full year. Three bucks for a membership that is normally $69. bucks. you will get access to hundreds of videos and classes, and once you become a member, I strongly recommend starting with their classes, What's Better for Home Defense, and the Circle Drill. So text CLAVEN to 474747 474747, and a discount will automatically apply at checkout because you're a listener of mine. Their premium membership will only be $3 for the first year. That normally sells for 69 bucks. PDN Tells me this is one of their best deals ever. So, text code Claven to 474747, and the discount will automatically apply at checkout. You'll ask yourself, I know, but yeah, but how do I spell Claven? Uh, fair, fair question is K L A V A N. Uh, I've already pointed out that a lot of good things happened in this last election, obscured by the apparent defeat of Donald Trump. Uh, Leftist laws and higher taxes were rejected. Republicans fared well on one of the worst house maps in years. And best of all, from my perspective, conservative media showed it has a bigger and more effective presence than it has had in many a decade. But there could be more coming up. Let's assume for a moment that Joe Biden is going to be president come next January. I can think of at least a couple of reasons why the absence of Donald Trump might have its positive aspects. I think back to the first d- debate. It's very typical that an incumbent bobbles the first debate of his reelection campaign. Reagan did, Obama did, and so did Trump. But Trump bobbled it in a very specific Trumpian way. He was so loud and aggressive, he didn't let Biden talk and expose Biden's stupidity and bad policy. In a way, the left has gotten off easy these last four years because Trump distracted people from what the left was doing. They've exposed themselves as radical leftists who despise America, they're absolutely willing to wreck its institutions, and they stand by while violent mobs of mass thugs riot, loot, and burn our cities. And they support it, basically. Without Trump to take all the attention away from the Democrats, Americans may well begin to see just who these people have become. The AOCs, and most especially the Ilhan Omars, may be safe in their districts, but as poster girls for communism, they make a bad advertisement for the nationwide party. Abortion at every stage of pregnancy, attacks on police and charter schools, higher taxes, and racist identity politics are going to be on full display without Trump. To steal their thunder. This was one thing when Obama was in office, he was a master politician and could sell some pretty leftist policies under the guise of being a moderate. Joe Biden is a dithering old fool and Kamala Harris is corrupt, unlikable, and untalented. Without Trump at the center of attention, they won't be able to hide in the basement anymore no matter how corrupt the media is, and you can bet the media is going to focus on Trump as often as it can because it knows on their side he's unpopular. The biggest advantage we have over the left is that we're us and they're them. This is now a clear fight between American freedom lovers and a bunch of elite, socialist, lockdown hypocrite, censorship-loving scare babies. Dude, bring that fight on. It's going to be tough to say goodbye to Trump, I admit that. But after that, this could actually be fun. You know, I know it's hard to take all this optimism from me, but it actually is the way I am feeling. I'm looking at these results. You know, the the Cook Political Report, which is a so-called nonpartisan election campaign analysis group, they listed 27 House races as toss-ups, 27 races in this election that were supposed to be toss-ups. Guess how many Republican of those toss-ups Republicans won? 27, all of them. Do you remember how we were worried Texas might go blue? Remember that one? The Democrats poured millions of dollars. They outraised Republicans uh, in the congressional campaigns. Uh, Barack Obama went in there. They led an effort to mobilize outside groups against a dozen Republican state representatives. They wanted to take control of the Texas House. They spent 61 million bucks. Guess what? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Barack Obama has a new book out. It's called "Fooled You Twice, Shame on You." I, that, maybe that's maybe I gave it that title. I'm not sure. This is what he actually says in this book. He says, "I'm not yet ready to to abandon the possibility of America." Yeah, that's that's really nice of him. I'm I really th- I thank you, Obama, for not abandoning the possibility of a country that elected you twice in spite of the fact that you're a rank incompetent. He says he's waiting to see if we can actually live up to the meaning of our creed. The jury's still out, but he'll le- he'll let us know when we're good enough for him. Listen, this, this is who these people are. I mean, this is the thing. This is who they are. Who are we? who are we going to be? Right. I mean, let's, let's look at it this way. A a black guy, a Latino and a gay guy walk into a bar. Right. And they say, give me a whiskey and a job. (laughs) I'm going to start a business. And all I want is for the government to get out of my life and leave me alone and let me say what I want to say and do what I want to do. Maybe I'm going to get a couple of guns so I can protect myself and all this. Who among us on the right, who among us on the right would throw those guys out of a bar, right? It's like, welcome to the conservative bar guys. Welcome to the party, pal. You know, we, we, we want you here. This is a truly, We're conservatism, which all it asks for is freedom. All it asks for is to be left alone. All it asks for is that people take care of themselves and be responsible for themselves and their families, right? That's what we ask. We'll take anybody. We'll take anybody. We're on the left. It's all, you know, you're not, you ain't black. If you don't believe what I believe, you ain't black, you're racist, you ain't gay, you're not, uh, you know, a woman if you don't believe the things that we believe. This is a culture war, and we are the culture. You're the culture. I mean, this is the thing I'm trying to tell you guys, okay? You're the culture. Now, now that we have the instruments to to actually fight this culture war— It's really up to you. You know, I mean, we'll create entertainment, we'll create content, we'll get you information. But really, the way you behave and the, the things you believe and the things you show and the times when you stand up in your community, never mind Donald Trump fighting in Washington. What are you doing in your community to say, you know what, we just want to be free. We just want to worship God. We don't want you to tell us, you know, that... We can't. We can go to a bar, but we can't go to church. We don't want you to do these things. We're going to stand up and do these things in our community. And the guy across from you is going to see your face. Your face is the culture that he's going to experience. You know, all these comedians, all these newsmen, they have not anywhere near the power that you have. Just being yourself. You know, I was talking uh, to the God King Jeremy Boring last night, and the boy is serious. He's going to build a cultural outlet. I'm going to be part of this. You can bet we're all going to be here. But you are the guys who are going to be. Fighting on the ground because the culture is you. That's, that's what the culture is. And I don't know the people, the people you're going up against, they really haven't got much. So you know how lunatic conservatives are always telling you that you need to be prepared because you never know when there might be a pandemic and you'll be locked in your house and you need to take care of yourself. Well, this is a good time to believe them. And it's a good time to get yourself some ready wise meals. They have a lot of options. They have emergency meals that might come in handy. You have you can get freeze-dried fruits and vegetables for convenient on-the-go nutrition and they have new adventure meals for hiking, camping and other outdoor activities. ReadyWise makes being prepared simple and affordable. You can order online and have nutritious nutritious meals shipped directly to your doorstep. This week my listeners can get free shipping at readywise.com when they enter CLAVEN at checkout or by calling 855 855- Four seven four four zero eight four. 4084 ReadyWise has a 90-day no questions asked return policy, so there's no risk taking the initiative to get yourself and your family prepared today. That's ReadyWise, R-E-A-D-Y, W-I-S-E.com, promo code Claven to get free shipping. That makes no sense that they tell you how to spell ReadyWise, but how are you supposed to know how to spell Claven? It's K-L-A. I'll I'll tell you, it's K-L-A-V-A-N. No ease. I just make it look easy. You know, now the, the it's flu season. Like every other flu, this Chinese flu is on the rise. And what's happening, right? Texas and Florida, Greg Abbott, Ron DeSantis says, We're not locking down anymore. That's it. We're not locking down. You can send out mandates. You can send out this. We're not doing it in Texas and Florida. So if you're living in Texas and Florida, you're thinking, Hey, this is pretty good. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, the uh, here in California, they're telling us we can't even walk outside without a mask. We can't even walk outside with a mask while well, our governor, Gavin Newsom, is going to parties. He went to a party I mean, even the, even the New York Times, a former newspaper, is covering this. He went to a party with some of the top people in the uh in the healthcare business, they sat inside the restaurant. They had to close the doors. You, there are pictures of them. They're sitting right close together. Are they wearing masks? No, they're not. But it's all these people. It's not just Gavin Newsom. I mean, Gavin Newsom is the most simpering of them all. But uh, what's her name? Uh, um, the one in Bowser in uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, sh- she did it. She went to a party. Uh, that was before Super Mario stomped on her, but still she went to a party. Uh, Nancy Pelosi got her hair done. Uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. she got her hair done, and here they are here we, we put together for you a montage of all these people making their excuses. I do a lot of things to advance the interests of the District of Columbia, and some of them are formal, and some of them are informal, but all of them are necessary. There are times when we actually do need to have a relief and come together and I felt like that was one of those times. That crowd was gathered whether I was there or not, but this has been a super hard year. When they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. Uh, We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Uh, We've been out, and I think, for three times since. In fact, I know it's been three times because I remember all of those dinners very, very vividly uh, since February, just three times, Uh, twice with my wife by myself outdoors, and then this one occasion uh, with a larger group. And there were just a few extra people there. Now, there are some people in this country, I'd even say maybe 30%, who listen to that and can't hear a bunch of fueling, wine hypocritical, power-hungry jerks who are basically saying, shut down for thee, but not for me. And, you know, the idea that Gavin Newsom has been out three times, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet that's the case. People can hear this stuff they can hear it. And when we fight back and when we go to church and when we say, no, we're going to church. And when we do the things that we're going to do all, always taking care to save the clavin. I mean, that's obviously at the center of, of all, uh, you know, COVID policy in the country, but obviously taking care of that. Once we've taken care of that, that we go about our business, do the things that we're going to do. You know, sometimes some people are going to get this disease. A lot of people, you know, probably we're probably missing. This is one of the reasons all these numbers that come out are just so meaningless. We're probably missing uh, 90% of the people who have It's probably everybody's got it. A lot of people have got it, and it spreads, and it's, uh, most people don't, don't even know they have it. It comes and goes. It's, it's one of those things. If you're if you're vulnerable, if you're older, uh, if you're sick, if you've got comorbidities, you're the ones who should stay home. But this idea that we're shutting down states again is absolutely absurd, and, and they're doing it without any... Uh, without any reference to science whatsoever. Schools, for instance, schools are not major spreaders of this. It's little kids. They're not, they're, you know, who knows if they catch it. They catch it, it comes and goes. They have no idea it's it's happening. In New York, unbelievable press conference, unbelievable press conference. Governor Death, Andrew Cuomo, Governor Death comes out and he's basically saying the schools aren't going to close. And a reporter says to him, are the schools going to close? And he goes bats on the guy. This is cut 16, what are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. That's the law. An orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. still confused. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. and then I think I'll tell you what you are mean. Still, Parents are still confused as well. The schools no, they're America's not confused. You're confused. No, I think but parents read are the law, very confused as well. Read the law and you won't be confused. He's, and then he says, the schools are open. That's what he says. The schools... Are open, right? Then Mayor de Blasio comes out and closes the schools. This is Cut 14. No one is happy about this decision. We all, in fact, are feeling very sad about this decision because so much good work has been put into keeping the schools open, cl- opening them up to begin with. Let's start there. Opening the schools when almost no other major school system in America open, making them so safe. But we set a very clear standard. And we need to stick to that standard. (laughs) The standard is crap. And to do this to parents and to do this to these children, it is absolutely absurd. You know... I've been paying special attention to the New York Times op-ed page in the aftermath of this election to see if the tone, which has been the tone of a hysterical little girl, it has been the tone for four years, it has been the tone of a little girl lying on her back in the middle of the kitchen, kicking her feet, drumming her feet on the floor and screaming, we lost the election. Wow, wow, wow. That has been the tone of what I call knucklehead row. Knucklehead row is the op-ed page. But I've been paying attention because the tone changed like that. All right. Here, let's take a little journey to Knucklehead Row in the New York Times. Oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, ho. Let's go waltzing down to Knucklehead Row. And and keep that one handy because we're going to go back. Nick Kristof, Nicholas Kristof on Knucklehead Row says, delivers the news to New York Times readers. They did not know this for four years. Here's the news. Some things are true, even though President Trump says them. Now, across Brooklyn, across, you know, the, the par- outside the park, people were like looking at their iPads or whatever they're reading The New York Times on. Why? why, I, why I, I, you know, it's like cognitive. Some things are true, even though President Trump says them. No, you didn't tell us that for four years. But yes. Trump has been demanding for months that schools reopen, and on that he seems to have been largely right. Schools, especially elementary schools, do not appear to have been major sources of coronavirus transmission, and remote learning is proving to be a catastrophe for many low-income children. Yet America is shutting schools, and even as it allows its businesses like restaurants and bars to operate, what are our priorities. Well, he should go and look at the Davos website, the uh the great reset. That's our that's their priority. That is their priority. It is making sure that they destroy our associations, our churches, our habits, our f- sense of freedom, our sense that we are in charge of this country. Once they destroy that, they can have the great reset, the international socialism, which is not going to be socialism, it's just going to be capitalism at such a high level that the people who are making the zillions of dollars are so far above us, we don't even see they're there. That is basically what the Great Reset is. The Great Reset is Davos overall. And let me tell you something. This is this is the fight we're in. (laughs) This is the fight. The fight we're in is to spread our culture, conservative culture into the mainstream. These are the two fights we're in and to take these Davos guys down and have them for lunch. And we can do both these things. And it starts at your school. It starts in your home. It starts in your church. It starts where you are because we are fighting these whiny, hypocritical, fearful, squirrely little people who think that men are women and that children should be transitioned from one to the other. That's who we're up against you can't beat them. You think that this is the end because you lost the election of the for the White House. That's what you think. I mean, really, these are the people you can't take on. You know, in San Diego, in San Diego, they're closing churches, but they're keeping strip clubs open. What do you think that town's going to look like in a couple of years? You know, I mean, people, three hundred thousand people, if not families, have moved out of New York since this thing began. They're not going to be in New York, you know. I mean, it's like this is this is a, a mo- this is the moment when we rush forward. When the dam breaks, and we rush forward, we have brought this up to this place where we're we're kind of almost at a parity with them in terms of the ability to get the word out, the the ability to reach people. Now all we have to do is reach the rest of the country, and we can. So here's a new podcast. You might be interested in. I was talking to these guys yesterday and it really sounds interesting. It's called True Underdog. This is a guy who was raised in a trailer park. He had no clear path to success. He was kicked out of high school a number of times and faced with becoming a father in his teens. His name is Jason Waller. He's the definition of a true underdog. And after hearing the words no and you can't so many times, he unleashed the power within to start three successful companies. His most recent venture, Power Home Solar, has skyrocketed on a path to becoming a billion dollar enterprise. So join Waller, a four time Entrepreneur of the Year award winner, as he shares motivational tips and inspiring stories and business building lessons from the ground up. Check out True Underdog Podcast at trueunderdog.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. He will give you advice and guidance on how to bring your true underdog and make him the winner. You know, the hypocrisy. First of all, it's comic gold. This is the other thing about it. hypocrisy is comic gold and it just plays into our hands. You know, just as we were coming on Rudy Giuliani with our dear friend Jenna Ellis standing right behind him, I was like, wow, that's 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 very cool. Rudy Giuliani was given a press conference and he's given a press conference about fraud. And actually, the things he was saying were. I, I didn't get to hear that much of it. I was kind of preparing the show and it was happening right as I was about to come on. So I didn't get to hear that much of it and I'm not gonna uh, make a final you know, judgment on it until I get to go and read what he says and listen to what he says. But the the things that he was saying sounded to me like what we kind of want, what I kind of want out of this ju- uh, this court process. I, as I've told you, I've been honest with you, I'm not convinced. A, I'm not convinced that the election, the fraud in the election was big enough to change the outcome But more importantly, I'm not convinced they can prove it in court, right? Because once the names and votes are separated, you can't put them back together again. You can't check them. And it sounded to me that Giuliani was basically... Passing that information along, he was saying this mail-in vote was susceptible, extra susceptible to fraud. Once the names and votes were separated, we can't tell whether some of these votes are any good. He's saying they should be, uh, you know, canceled. You know, I just don't believe that's going to happen. But still, but still, it is a good argument going forward. Going forward, they they should not be allowed to pull this garbage again, and that is an absolutely good thing. But in the meantime, in the meantime, this. The idea that somehow conservatives are conspiracy mongers while the left and its media, and the left and its media, that's one sentence. That's one word, basically. You know, it's like left and media are the same thing. The left media uh, are somehow these pristine bringers of truth fighting against the crazy conspirators uh, on, on the right. Here's Jim Jordan making this point, cut four. So what's the rush? We had four years of the phony Russia hoax investigation. What's wrong with four weeks of investigating this election with all the irregularities in all these key swing states? Let's just let the process play out. I think that is just common sense and and the vast majority, I think, of Americans get it. The only ones who don't are the mainstream media, big tech, and Democrats in Washington, D.C. The rest of the country gets it. Let the process work. This is it. I mean, this is really it. I, I, I feel this way too. I mean, I, I do believe that there may came, come a time when I'm going to come on here and tick you all off by saying Trump should go if the courts go against him and he should stop complaining, just walk. That's That's a time that may come. But in the meantime, in the meantime, of course, of course, he should follow out the process and make sure it sure that the, to hold these processes to account. I thought what Giuliani was saying was actually something important to be that should be said that once these votes are separated from the names, you don't you don't know what they are. They can't you know, that's what the person is there for. That's why we keep talking about photo ID. You know, if, if you want to make photo ID for free and just pass it out to everybody, fine, do that. That, that you know, that's not that's that's a good way to handle it. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. But obviously, obviously, vote should be tested so we don't distrust each other. So we don't, this doesn't happen all the time. So the price of gold has been skyrocketing lately. And that is great news. If you have gold, if you don't have gold, you want to go to Acre Gold. What Acre does is they let you subscribe to gold bars for as little as $30 a month. You pay each month. And once your gold stash ...reaches the price of their gold bars, they discreetly ship Acre Gold to your house. Acre lets you invest in physical gold without coming out of pocket all at once. Acre keeps you updated on your gold stash every month and ships once you reach the price threshold. With Acre, taking physical delivery of your gold means it's safe and sound and in your hands. Acre ships your gold directly... And discreetly to your door. So visit slash Claven and start investing in physical gold today. Make sure you go to this URL because Acre is giving away a gold bar, not to everybody, but to qualify for the giveaway, tweet or post why you should be the recipient and mention slash Claven. Again, that's slash Claven. And we thank Acre Gold for supporting the show by telling everybody how you spell Claven. It's K. It's K-L-A-V-A-N, in case you forgot from the last ad. The the comedians now are out there, and this is why I always complain about the comedians. I know I I bang on this a little bit, but like the comedians uh, are all anti-Trump. They're all anti-right. They're all anti-Republican. They're all Democrats. That's what they are. And they're kind of leftist Democrats because comedians, you know, they don't know anything. They're just making jokes. So here they are. They're all jumping on the bandwagon. All Every single comedy, if you, every single late-night comedian, if you turn on the TV, you are going to be insulted. You are going to be called an idiot. That's what happens on television. They can't understand why we should send Trump to fight back. They can't understand that. But every single comedian comes on and calls the 70-plus million people who voted for Trump an idiot every single night on every single network. Here they are uh, attacking people for Challenging the results of this election it's cut too. bad news first The president is actively working to undermine our democracy usurp the will of the people and hold on to power in violation of our Constitution good news. He's really bad at it Look, it's very likely this dumbass coup attempt by Trump and his gang of weirdo Lopsided goons or as I'm calling them the kooky cuckoo crew will succeed, but it's alarming enough that they're trying And we are finding out right now who in the Republican Party would be willing to go along with an actual coup attempt in the future if, say, an election was much closer or if they had another chance to accept criminal interference from a foreign country, or if Rudy Giuliani tried to break into a ballot machine to change votes for Trump, only to realize it's a pinball machine at a pizzeria in Yonkers. Boss, great news. I got you 500 more votes and an extra ball. (laughs) So that's... A call the blacklist Republicans on the comedy shows. I Just wanna go back though, to the last election. I think this is actually 2019 election. Uh, this is John Oliver, who does that cable, the premium cable show, n- new show, and he's an old daily show veteran and all this stuff. Now he's worried, he was worried back then about voting machines himself, this is cut three. Maybe worth asking, how much do you trust the system that counts your ballots? Because the truth is, many of us don't know the first thing about how our votes get counted. When you cast your ballot, how do you know that they're getting it right? That they're getting it right? Yeah. Oh well, isn't that their job to get it right? I, there's no such thing as being dead sure, but I think I'm quite sure. <laughs> look, look, I, I honestly get the, the point the interviewer is trying to make, but he is coming on pretty strong there. <laughs> How are you so sure they got your vote right? Is it because you're a stupid child in a dumb adult's body? Is it because you were born yesterday in a voting booth and the first thing you did was vote like a newborn idiot? Then how do you know they got your vote right? But look... (laughs) So then you were an idiot. Then you were an idiot if you trusted the election process. Now you're an idiot and a Nazi, basically, if you don't trust it. This, I mean, people can see this stuff. They have eyes. Like I said, there's probably thirty percent of the country that sits around going, "Yeah, you know, the Republicans are—they're dumb, and I'm smart." Okay, you know, good for them. They're gonna always have that number of people. But other people can see this stuff, you know, and we expose it, and people are listening. And you know, this is the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. The people are listening, and you can expose it. You know, it doesn't. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be unkind. You don't have to be brash. You don't have to get into people's faces. You just have to tell the quiet. Simple truth, that's all you have to do. Here's the Democrats on uh, Donald Trump after he got elected, This is cut seven. The election is was tainted by this uh, intrusion. Uh, I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You do not consider him a legitimate mm-hmm. president? Does he think that Democrats should put this away, this whole idea of legitimate, illegitimate? The president's not going to get in the middle of this right now. I, I, I get yeah. it, but you didn't answer the question. Yeah. Is Donald Trump legitimate? I think there's a cloud of questions around a what cloud, happened. Cloud, and there, his ties there could to be Russia. clouds of questions, and we disagree on things. But, yeah. but on, honestly, I mean, yes or no, is he the legitimately elected president of the United States when he raises his hand? We're counting on our law enforcement community to get to the bottom of these questions. He also won't. Do you agree with John Lewis? Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. Do you but, agree with John Lewis on what yes, point? That the president, elect although legally elected, is not legitimate. <laughs> and just, just to compare it, here's, here's the media now covering the this election uh, cut eight sore loser. President Trump casting doubt on the legitimacy of the election with no evidence. I see no evidence of voter fraud. There have been no irregularities. Bogus allegations of voting irregularities. There's no evidence. No evidence whatsoever. There is no evidence. This is a fantasy. <laughs> what, I lo- what I love about it, too, is the totality of it. You know, as I said yesterday, there's 150 million people voting. They're going to be Thousands of cases of fraud, th- tens of thousands, 150 million people voting. There's going to be thousands and thousands of cases of fraud. And there's plenty of evidence, plenty of proof, plenty of proof of fraud. You know, that that's it's, the totality, the way they're saying it tells you how worried they are about it's being exposed. I mean, it, it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I think people don't believe it. I really do. I think people don't believe it. They're desperate to sell this stuff. And, you know, even, even the idea that suddenly, suddenly we're hearing from the media, oh, Trump was right about certain things. Trump, Trump uh, did a good job with Operation Warp Speed to get these vaccines out, these magazines out. You know why they do that? They do that so they now they can say, now that the election's over, now that they feel they've won, now they can say, oh, look how fair we are. Here, look, I'll, I'll go back. You can see how fair we, now we, we've gave Trump credit. We gave Trump credit where credit was due. It was only the four years where we said he was a Russian spy who was murdering 200,000 Americans. Yeah, we then we said that. But now we're saying, oh, but, you know, he was right about certain things like Middle East peace and vaccines and don't close the schools and uh, just about everything else he did. You know, and yeah, so he was right about those things. But he was a murderous Russian spy and we just brought that up then and now we're bringing up, it up this people see this stuff guys and they they see it and it's not going to fool a lot of people it's going to fool some of the people some of the time but it ain't going to fool all of the people all of the time so here's a cool device i just got one for myself you know when i, I learned to be a pilot when i was getting my pilot license i was frequently have trouble in the air with nausea cuz you're in a little tiny plane it's getting wind the wind is throwing it around relief band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to relieve nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, morning sickness, chemotherapy, anxiety, hangovers, migraines, and much more. I know a couple of people who use these and they just say they're absolutely great. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, fast-acting, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through a leaf band, It's available to you. This holiday season, help someone reclaim their life from the fear of nausea. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. If you go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code CLAVEN, you'll receive 20% off. So head to ReliefBand, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code CLAVEN for 20% off. And you're saying, I know, now I know how to spell Relief Band, but how, oh how, please tell me how, do you spell Claven? It is K L A V A N. There are no E's in Claven. You want to support the Daily Wire. We have got big things going on. If you were watching uh, Jeremy's uh, podcast Enough, a lot of people were watching Enough where he took down the news media, really showed you how the You know, when you talk about rigging the election as opposed to stealing the election, when you talk about being unfair, being unfair to Americans, the media is the source of the problem. There are lots of problems out there, lots of people we don't like, but the media is the thing that is giving them the echo chamber they need to succeed. Why? Because corporations are the people we're up against, and corporations hire these people, and they know what they're doing, and Jeremy took it apart on this podcast, Enough. The podcast is called Enough. It only comes out from time to time when he gets just so ticked off, we can't keep him in his room anymore, and then he goes out and does, and does this thing, but it was incredibly popular. You should listen to it, and you should support what we're doing here. We're moving out. We're getting bigger. uh, We're going into the cultural space. we got to do that. And now it's called the cultural space. I always called it the culture, but, you know, it's the same thing. We're going out into narrative stuff. We're doing investigative stuff. We've got Candace Owens coming on uh, to do a a show with a live audience. This is really innovative things. These are really innovative things that are happening. There has been nothing like this on the right ever before. You want to be a part of it. It is going to be the future. So to help you out, we're going to offer you 25% any off any kind of membership you want if you use the code election at dailywire.com slash subscribe. The code is election at dailywire.com slash subscribe. And that's 25% off all kinds of memberships, but you should do the all access membership. So then you can come and talk to us once a week. We actually love uh, talking to you and we actually enjoy your voice more than our voice. And we want you to be part of this. So remember 25% off all memberships with code election over at dailywire.com slash subscribe, come over and join the fight. Here's the other thing. The Democrats are clueless. The Democrats have no idea what just happened, right? They are in a fight. You know, it's it doesn't, it's not human nature when people reject you to say, oh, they rejected me. It's just not human nature. People don't do it. And they it's very rare that people go back and say, let me take a look at myself and change what what happened. Why, you know, why did my marriage fail? Maybe it was my fault. Why did I get fired? Maybe it was my fault. Why do people not like me? Maybe it's my fault. They very rarely do that. The person who does that improves, gets better. The Democrat party is not doing that right now. The Democrat party is telling themselves that it was the messaging. It's not defund, not defund the police. Where's the, I read that in New York times op-ed yesterday. Uh, you know, where's the proof that it was defund the police? Well, the people on the ground, the politicians on the ground are saying it was to fund the police. It was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster for us. It's the reason in Minnesota, it's the reason that Ilhan Omar lost, uh, won by something like 15 to 20 percent less than Joe Biden won. Joe Biden killed in, in Minnesota, but Ilhan Omar didn't because of people do not want the police to fund it. And that's what she's saying. And remember, in these small districts, these small congressional districts, things work because people of a, birds of a feather flock together, people live together, and they all believe the same things. Those things work, but when they get out to the general population, people are like, nah, no, that's not happening. They have no idea what happened. And just to find out, just to prove it, let us visit the left, where they live, on Knucklehead Row, the op-ed page of The New York Times. Oh, heady, hey, oh, hey, ho, let's go down to Knucklehead Row. So here on Knucklehead Row is one of the big knuckleheads, Wajahat Ali, who is a genuine, uh, how can I put it? He's, He's a real leftist who hates the right. And he has a headline today. I love this. Reach out to Trump supporters, they said. I tried. 73 million Americans voted for Donald Trump he doubled down on all his worst vices, and he was rewarded for it with 10 million more votes than he received in 2016. The majority of people of color rejected his cruelty and vulgarity, but along with others who voted for Joe Biden, we are now being lectured by a chorus of voices, including Pete Buttigieg and Ian Bremmer, to reach out to Trump voters and empathize with their pain. (laughs) I added that, but still, it's, it's implied. This is the same advice that was given after Trump's 2016 victory. And for nearly four years, I attempted to take it. Believe me, it's not worth it. So here's here's what he's telling you. He's telling you that he went out for these last four years and reached out to Trump voters. He went and spoke to Trump voters. And some of them were polite to him. Some of them were nice to him. But none of them changed their minds. Now, let me just show you. I'd like to show you... uh, Wajahat Ali reaching out to Trump voters. Here he is with Don Lemon and Rick Trump is Hitler Wilson on Don Lemon's show. This is the three of them reaching out to Trump voters. Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane next to it. (laughs) He knows that this is, you know, an an administration defined by ignorance of the world, and so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience. Uh, you know, the 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 credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump, um, that, that wants to think that 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 Donald Trump's a smart one, and they're y'all y'all, y'all elitist or dumb. You el- you elitist with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my you're math b- and your reading. Yeah, you're reading. You know? Your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte. All those lines on the map. Uh, <laughs> only the Melitas know where Ukraine is. <laughs> that was Wajah Ali, the guy at the end, making fun of you and me, I guess, because we don't know how to do maps or read because we voted for Donald Trump. Now here back let's go back to his column on Knucklehead Row. He says, <laughs> I did my part. I did my part. What was my reward? He reached out. He reached out to you idiots. He reached out to you buffoons. He reached out to you racist dirtbags who can't read or find your uh, Ukraine on a map. I did my part, he says. What was my reward? Listening to Trump's base chant, send her back, in reference to Representative Ilhan Omar, a black Muslim woman who came to America as a refugee and has shown so much gratitude to this country. so So much gratitude. I saw the Republican Party transform the McCloskeys, those are the folks who went out to defend their home, and when BLM, mostly peaceful rioters, came onto their property, I saw the Republican Party transform the McCloskeys into victims, even though the wealthy St. Louis couple illegally brandished firearms against peaceful BLM protesters. He forgot them mostly. They were mostly peaceful, except for the rioting and punching people in the head. All right. Their bellicosity was rewarded with a primetime slot at the Republican National Convention where they warned about chaos, quote unquote, in the suburbs being invaded by people of color. And by the way, Wajahat, it's not people of color we don't like, it's people of any color of any color, rioting, looting, terrorizing, and hitting people. He forgot that. You just forgot a couple of adjectives and verbs in there. Their speech would have fit well in the birth of a nation, he says. We cannot help people who refuse to help themselves. Trump is an extension of their id, their culture, their values, their greed. He is their defender and savior. He is their blunt instrument. He is their destructive drug of choice. Don't waste your time reaching out to Trump voters like I did. I'm going to miss that reach out. I'm going to miss having him watch a hot drop by the house and call me an idiot. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm going to have to figure out. I'm going to have to have a hobby. I guess I'm going to have to get a hobby to take up the time I would have spent listening to him insult, insult me. Here is Joy Behar of The View. What she got out of this election where people literally voted for Joe Biden and then went down ballot and, vo- and voted against all the Democrats. This is what she takes away from it. Uh, cut one. Well, the progressives have very good ideas, and the American people agree with the progressive ideas. They want health care uh, to be affordable and readily available. They want somebody to take care of the fact that the climate is changing and to uh, have respect for science. Um, uh, they want uh, allocation of funds, I would think, if, if presented correctly. And not that you defund the police, but that you reallocate funds so that you have social workers and other important people dealing with uh, with the with problems like that. They're clueless. They, they have no idea. They, they want to defund the police, not defunding the police, but when they call and say somebody's breaking their house, they want a social worker to show up and explain to the guy breaking into the house and tying them up and holding them at gunpoint while they rob the house. They want a social worker to come in and take care of this guy because, gee, Officer Krupke, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's just upset. You know, <laughs> that's what she's telling you. They want health care. You know, people don't remember this. People don't like what people want with healthcare. is they don't like it being disrupted. You know, nobody wants to be told that somebody in Washington told them they can't have the health care they have. So that's why everybody says Obamacare is popular now. That's not true. Stasis is popular. What is going on is popular. When Obamacare was passed into law during Obama's uh, first term, they lost 63 house seats in that election. It was a red wave. People forget, people forget with Barack Obama, as I say, Barack Obama was a master politician. He was, he was corrupt. Yes. And he was incompetent. Yes. I mean, but he got reelected basically leaving the Middle East in chaos and the, standing on the throat of the economy so that it couldn't make the comeback that it made under Trump. It was just waiting for Trump to get there. I mean, it was easy for Trump to have it come back. All he had to do is get off its neck. but Obama they reelected Obama because he was very good at what he did. They liked him, they liked him personally. but they unelected every other Democrat in the country. When, when Barack Obama left office, the Democrats had lost everything. They had, lost all, they had lost both houses, they had lost uh, state houses, they had lost governorships, they'd lost everything. People hated his policies. This is the thing people don't get. I mean, you know, people vote, they see Donald Trump and a lot of people didn't like Donald Trump because of his attitude and the way he acted and they voted on that. But th- a lot of those same people said their lives were better because of his policies. This is, you know, this is what America is asking for. America is what everybody is asking for. Basically, listen. We talk about principles, the principle of freedom. We talk about the principles of, uh, of you know, good governance and self responsibility. But most people are just like you know, just we, we just want things to work so we can do what we're doing. Most people want to be paying attention to their families. They want to be paying attention to their jobs. They didn't go into politics. You know, the guy who went into the insurance business likes the insurance business. He didn't go into politics. He wants to do his job. He wants to take his kid to Little League. He wants to do the things that people do. They do not want the government reaching in and telling them they can't do it. A, and they don't want the government telling them, you know, where they have to spend their money and taking 50% of their earnings away to spend it where the government thinks it should go. That's, that's all it is, you know? And, and yeah, do, do they want a guy, do they want a guy who acts more like Obama in the presidency than they want a guy who acts like Trump? I think they do. You know, I know a lot of people showed up. I know more people showed up for Donald Trump. And, you know, I say Donald Trump was unpopular, but what he was was divisive. He couldn't bring the country together where Obama actually, who is also divisive, brought the country together more because of of his aspect because of the way he looked, you know, the way he appeared. Right. But the policies they hate, they hated those policies. And so if we can get the guy who will sell Trump's policies, who learns the Trump lessons, if we can get the guys who do that behave a little bit more like the rest of the country wants to see, you know, these could be some of the funnest couple of years that we've seen where they're going to be bad things that come down the pike. There's going to be some bad EOs, some bad executive orders, some things that we don't like. You know, all of that's going to happen. This is politics. You know, politics is a fight. It's a street by street battle and it goes on forever. You never win in politics. You only win today, you know, and that's that's a thing we have to get used to. That's why I really reject. I, I totally reject conservative pessimism because conservative pessimism is, oh, the fight's over. We lost. We lost that street. So now everything's going to go down the drain. Somebody wrote me a very, very nice letter, very friendly letter, but just say, quoting Isaac Bashevis Singer, uh, a great A Polish Jewish writer uh, who said, you know, I'm a pessimist because it means I'm right 95% of the time. And uh, obviously a Polish Jew, that makes a little bit more sense. But I wrote back to the guy and said, you know, the, actually the opposite is true. Optimists are right 95% of the time. Pessimists are right at the end, right? It's just like, life is like the guy falling off the empire state building. How are things going? They're fine so far. Most days, things go well. Most fights end up with some victories and some losses, right? It's only at the end when the when the republic falls, when people die, when the disaster happens, it's only at the end that things really go wrong. So yeah, if you're a pessimist, eventually you'll be right. But you may not be right today. And if you have enough todays, then that's a lifetime, right? So what you are trying to do is you're trying to win today and then tomorrow and then the day after that until you have a lifetime of freedom to pass down to your kids so they have to win today and the next day and the day after that. There is no need, there is absolutely no need at this moment for despair. There is plenty of reason for hope and there is a lot of reason to get in the game, get in the fight, not just by, you know, I obviously I want you to support The Daily Wire, but in the, your daily life to be the person, to be the person that you want other people to be like, you know, that's, that's where the fight starts. Unfortunately, after all that optimism, uh, I have to tell you the Clavenless weekend uh, is upon us. uh, So you're doomed. (laughs) You know, so it was fun. You know, like I said, it went great for 45 minutes. Now you're doomed. However, yet there will be darkness. There will be wailing. There will be gnashing of teeth. Uh, You're probably not going to make it through to Monday. But if you do, I will still be here. I will be back with the Andrew Claven show. I will still be Andrew Claven. And I hope to see you then. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany describes coronavirus rules as Orwellian. A Danish study shows that masks don't protect wearers from the virus, duh. And a major left-wing YouTube channel asks just what white people happen to be superior at. Check it out at The Michael Knowles Show.